Okay. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. So excited for tomorrow. And we're together right now. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, like making eye contact right now. <laughs> this is the first <laughs> this is the first podcast that we've done together. Yeah. And not in like different states. And because we have our class tomorrow, that's why we're together right now. Yeah. I am struggling with the eye contact. I don't know oh, why. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, we're talking. Well, hello. Thanks for joining us. I'm Olivia. I'm Tiffany. And we are here today in Tiffany's Salon in Carmel, Indiana, because tomorrow we have our first class. So excited. So excited. And that brings up our topic today, which they kind of tie in together. And our topic is how the industry is shifting and extension stylists especially are not limiting themselves to being like extension method exclusive with one method. Yeah, definitely. Do you think, um, do you think that this is like becoming like a big thing that stylists all over are just like turning away from working with one brand? I think slowly, but surely. And it's hard for me to say yes or no, because like, obviously our group of friends in the extension industry are focusing on that, right? But yeah, yeah, I still do see a lot of stylists on Instagram who are like, die hard. I'm this method or nothing. Why do you think that is? Like, I feel like that's just the way it's been. Like, extensions kind of blew up overnight. And when I first learned, there was like one or two methods and that was it. Yeah. So you kind of have to like ride or die for them because it was all there was. And I almost wonder if people are just like too scared to, like if they want to get out, they're too scared to because these big brands have so much resources and so much money. Like a monopoly. Yeah. Like yeah. if you leave, uh, you better expect a um, attorney Yeah, coming to you. Yeah. I mean, it was like that in two of the methods that I yeah. turned away. Really almost, I guess, really three. Like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like you're scared. It's like a cult almost. Like you're escaping yeah. a cult. But... What's hard is like when I first learned and I was so diehard, it's this brand or nothing, which first of all, is just like shitty marketing, right? Like yeah. for us as stylists, like it's mean, it's catty, it's not cool. But then when I saw other things coming out and I was like, well, I might want to learn that. Then it was like, well, I've been drinking this Kool-Aid, pushing this so hard, do this or else you're horrible. Yeah. So now if I want to learn something new, I'm like, well, am I, how do I start shifting that? How yeah. do I tell my clients? How do I tell everybody well and then you're almost like in the mindset too of like I was drinking this Kool-Aid for so long because it was the best of the best why is this new Kool-Aid that came out better right and then you're like what the hell do I do well and then I kind of did like jump I balanced it a little bit like I did one method with some people another method with the other but then I found myself gravitating more towards the other method because it was just like it had improvements, but what this one didn't, right? And yeah. so then I was like drinking that Kool-Aid a little harder. And I was like, okay, this one or nothing. Well, then another one came out that was more evolved. And so by the third one, I was like, why am I drinking this Kool-Aid? Why yeah. can't I just like like all of them for what they are? Yeah. And some methods did work better for some people versus others. And like, why does it have to be this or else? Yeah. Like, why can't we just take what we learn and smash it all together to fit our clients and to fit like our needs as a stylist too because not all methods are the same when it comes to like the installation process some can take two hours to install some can take 30 minutes to install Mm -hmm. so why can't we just 
learn what we want to learn and figure out what works. And that's what the goal of education is anyway, yeah. right? Like right, you right. go learn something so that you can add it to your toolbox and progressively get better. But if you put yourself in this box of like, I have to do this method exactly how they say it and forget everything else I've learned, then what's the point? Literally. You know, like why? Yes, it should be. I'm going to learn this method because I like how they do this, but then I might learn this one because I like how they do this. And then yes, the industry is now shifting to, okay, I've learned 10 different methods. I can pick and choose what I like from all of them and make it work. And now people are getting more custom for their clients rather than putting themselves in a box of this method that I have to do it this way. So I'm going to have to figure out how to make that work for this person, even if maybe it doesn't work for them. Yeah. Which I think it's like a great thing now that extension stylists are becoming so customized because extension services are such a luxury service that it should be customized every single day to every new client that sits in your chair. It shouldn't be like a repetitive. That's the point of being the professional, right? Like we said, picking and choosing this will work better for you. This will work better for you. Yeah. Um, wow. It's so interesting that we're talking about this because we have our class tomorrow. Well, that's why I think we, that's why we created our class the way that it was, was because there was that part missing in the industry where if you learn this method, the only way you can get more education is if you pay this method. Right. And like, that's the only education you're getting. And we noticed that there was a lack in the market of if you needed a little bit more education and you didn't want to take that method, that's where we come in. Yeah. That monthly subscription, that method makes you pay. Well, and that's the thing too, right? Like you pay them thousands of dollars to learn their method and then you become their marketer. For free. For no, no, yeah. Yeah. For them, it's for free. They're getting free marketing. They're getting paid for you to market their material. And you have no choice. Like some of them, yeah, yeah. You have to. You do it or see ya. And then there are some methods that we've taken where you pay to learn it. And then they expect you to take a new class every single year. And that's thousands Maybe of even dollars. Like, I mean, I took a class. It was like six months. That's insane. Like refresher course. And not to be honest. I mean, literally to be honest, if we're having to do a refresher course at six months. Is your method that great? Like, yeah. What kind of bullcrap is that? And if I'm going to pay you multiple thousands of dollars to learn your method, and, and then you're going to decide to change it. Yeah. Sorry, I've already paid you. I actually want a refund. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? again, what Kool-Aid have I been drinking? Now it's not even Kool-Aid anymore. It's lemonade. Like, this is a totally different thing. Yeah. And yet I've paid you for this. You've expected me to market it as this is the best of the best. But then you go and change it and expect me to pay you thousands more dollars to learn it again. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, what? I just think... Some methods and brands are just, they just want the money. It it ultimately it, comes down. To yeah. That. I mean, it has to, right? Yes. Which, listen, it's a business. Like, you go into business to make money. Yeah, I understand that. For sure. But there needs to be, like, that community and that, like, expectation there. Right? Like, and that's the thing with the hair industry in general, right? Like, when you look at salons, especially, like, a commission-style salon, like, I've worked in places where they're like, you're my employee. You do what I say. But I'm like, but you don't make money unless I make money. So we kind of need to work together here. Right. And I feel like it should be the same thing with extension methods. Like yeah, if us as stylists aren't taking your class, you don't have a method to teach. So like, let's work together here. You market me, I market you. We can have a a great thing, but. There's so much success for everyone out there. Lately, it has become (laughs) very culty. 
and not in a good way. Oh. <laughs> like in a scary way. I am so excited for tomorrow though. Like the community of, of literally us 10 stylists. Yeah. It, I mean, I know it's only 10 people, but we're like starting that community. Yeah. So we've established a Facebook group, right? So yeah. when you take our class, you come get invited to the Facebook group and then you can bounce ideas off of each other. It's a free Facebook group. We're not going to make you Literally pay for the subscription. Like you pay for our class. Here's a perk for it. And then slowly but surely as we take more classes and have more people, we'll have a nice little community that people can even just like support on Instagram, right? Like yeah. love your stuff. Like bounce ideas off of each other. Friends. Literally. It doesn't have to be catty. No. And hateful. This this industry does not need any more of that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and that's where our hope to change things comes into play with our classes. Yeah. Wow. Um, do you think, like, I've noticed definitely a shift in the extension community. Do you feel like you haven't heard of any new brands methods recently? I haven't. Actually. I haven't either. Not in at least at least a year, if not more, yeah. have I seen any new methods popping up. Isn't that fascinating? Like, do you think that's because stylists like us are like fed up with it? I think that might be part of it. But then also like, I'm not looking for it anymore. Yeah. You know? So like before yeah. I was constantly like, cause that was the only way was what's the next best thing. What's the next best thing. Sure. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, I have enough knowledge. I know what I'm doing. I don't need to learn another method. Yeah. So like I've, I've paid for four certifications. Like, oh like when do yes. you, like, when do you think stylists like realize like you have enough in your toolbox? Like you don't need to keep, like, I'm not saying education's bad at all. I'm just saying amazing. like, like, do you have to keep doing like methods, new methods? No, but that's how it's been drilled into our brain up until this point is, yeah, you're not a good enough stylist unless you are certified with this method. And then you're not good enough in this method unless you pay for their extra training. And then you have this title within this method or this title within this method. And so again, it's kind of like a MLM kind of right. Like a pyramid scheme, like you buy in and you have to keep buying and buying and buying your way to the top. And you're not good enough until you learn how to get to the top of that, that method. But you can't get to the top unless you keep pouring thousands of dollars. Unless you become their little workhorse. Yeah. And, but then at that point, it's like, are you even doing what you want for yourself and for your brand and your business? You're like, so focused on someone else's brand and their Mm -hmm. business. Like, are you even happy? (laughs) Well, and let's talk about that too, because I think the reason it gets to that point is because it becomes a cool kid club. Yeah. Right. Like, for sure. You want to be a part of that cool kid club because you're seeing these brands market like, hey, this is the best. Everybody else is absolutely wrong. So if you want to be the best, you better pay to be with us. Yeah. So then you're in there. And then to be the cool kid within the cool kids, you have to keep going and going and going. And then that's how you're trapped. First of all, they make you sign all this nonsense like NDAs and non-competes essentially. Right. And so then you're trapped and you know, like, oh, well, look, I might want to learn this. But if I leave, I'm going to get completely outcasted. I'm probably going to get talked horribly about. Yeah. In my experience, when I started to learn a new method, one of the methods I was with completely cut me out. They emailed me and literally were like, you're done. Yeah. I was like, why? Because I've started learning a new method. Like that's insane. And yeah. so for the fear of outcasts, I think people just stick with get it. Get stuck. Like yeah. you're, nobody wants to not be a cool kid. Nobody wants to be 
wrong in what they're doing. Well, and especially in our industry, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a small world. Everyone wants to be the best. And I think, I think people put being the best with like how much you're investing, how Mm -hmm. much you're paying. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you have spent $5 million on your education. Right. I mean, we all know stylists who have spent a lot. Yeah. But, and are they like the best? Right. Probably not. Right. It matters like what you're willing to do with the education that you learn. And you can't learn it unless you're willing to step outside and learn all different things. Cause that's what makes you an expert, right? Like, are you an expert in one method or are you an expert in extensions? Yeah. Right. Like for sure. You have like, to be willing to learn. Can you change your foundation and know like the difference between hair coming from different angles? Right. Like you can't be an expert unless you've learned bits and pieces from everything. Cause there for are sure. some methods that I've learned that I was like, you know what? I hate this and I've never done it yeah. ever. But I wouldn't have known that unless I learned it. Unless you tried and then it. there are some methods where I've been like, I like this. Like, I like maybe how they stitch, but I don't love this aspect. And so, again, that's kind of where things are shifting. I think people are finally fed up with paying tens of thousands of dollars to market someone else's brand and be stuck within these boxes of what you can and can't do. And are learning that you are the professional, which is why you're taking all this education. And only you know what's best for your clients. Yeah. And yourself. And like taking that feedback from your clients. Yes. Like when they come in and if they have an issue, you're able to take that feedback and apply it. And tweak it. And tweak it to what they need to like accommodate their life. Like we were just talking, like some of our clients might have wider bead sections. Some of them might have smaller bead section. Like. And some clients, I, you know, I do what I think is best. And then we get that feedback and I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should do some smaller bead sections on you or bigger bead sections or whatever it is so that it is comfortable and works for them. Yeah, for sure. So. It's um, a crazy world out there. It really is. Extensions. I was thinking, <laughs> I, it just came back to me. Like, it would almost be like going to a color class and them saying, if you don't foil this placement just like this, then you're completely wrong and you're the worst color or something. Like thousand percent. Why isn't why doesn't apply to any other part of the industry? Only extensions. Yeah, you have to do it exactly this way or else. Why do you think that's so funny? I've actually never thought about that. Yes, I've never taken a color class and been told if you're going to come learn how I do my foils, you have to deal with them exactly how I do them and pay me monthly to learn how to do this, or else you're a horrible colorist and you can't say that you learned my foil placement. That's so interesting. I've never thought of it like that actually. But I mean, it's so true. You go take 10 different color classes and learn bits and pieces and do what you and want. And you apply it to your clients. But extensions for some reason. That's so funny. Yeah. Weird, right? Because color services, too, are are and can be more of a luxury service. Absolutely. Like, right? Again, someone who's in beauty school just learning, you're not going to pay them the same as someone who's done color for... 30 years. Yeah. Right. And like someone who's updated themselves on the trends and takes education. Like, yeah, you can very much so become a very luxurious color stylist. Absolutely. Just as much as anything. This whole industry. Yeah. This whole industry. Haircutting. There are some people out there who literally are just cutting. Just cutters. Yes. That's so funny that this is even like what we're talking about now. Cause it is so true. Yeah. You don't have to be a cool kid to learn how to color. Why do you have to be a cool kid and fit into this club to do extensions? It's so. Why do you think that is, though? Do you think it's just because extensions are so popular right now? Probably, and so new. And like I said, when I first started, especially with hand-tied, 
I can think of two methods that were out at the time. That yeah. was it. So how many are out now? Like probably a hundred, but 20 at least. <laughs> well, and then there are some like smaller companies who are teaching their ways. I mean, there's probably so, and that's the thing nowadays, there's, there's you can learn a hundred different methods and they're all going to be similar, but different. So yeah. Don't put yourself in a box. No. And also, can we cut out this cool kid crap? Like, can we stop it? Yeah. Especially because, like, clients see it on social media and are like, oh, well, I've heard that this is the only way to do it. So I only want to go to someone who does this. First of all, you have no idea, right? You're just falling into the marketing. Is that not the worst, though? Like, do you go into your doctor and say, like, hey, I heard this type of suture is the best. So when you do my stitches, I want it to look like this. No. Like, No. I mean, isn't that just the worst, though, like, when clients come in and they're like, I actually heard that this method was the best. Do you do this? And you're like, I mean, tell me why. Like, tell me, yeah, tell, please me. tell me about my own profession right now, why I should do this for you. Luckily, honestly, I've only had, like, a very small handful of people like that. I've only had it happen, like, maybe, like, three or four times. Because at the end of the day, clients don't know and it's not their place to know they need to look at your page and your portfolio and see and take that what you have to offer like oh I like what hers look like I like the education she's putting out on her platform like her captions and things like this sounds like someone I want to go to yeah same thing when I research a surgeon I don't look at the ins and outs of the way that they do things. I just look yeah. at their well-renowned surgeon and that's their outcomes. I go to. Yes. Yeah. They have great outcomes, feedback. Everything's great. I, that's actually so funny that you just men- mentioned like surgeon and maybe I'm like thinking in the wrong way, but when we like go to find like a doctor or like a plastic surgeon, do we go to their website to like look and see their credentials? What med school they went to? No. <laughs> I, sure I don't, don't really give a crap as long as they're good. I want to see if they, how long they've been doing it. I want to see their results. I want to see yeah. the feedback that they've gotten from other people. And that's it. And that's it, right? Yeah. That's I don't care how you do things behind the scenes because it's not my place to know. To know. That's not my, spe- that's why I'm paying you as a specialist yeah. because you should know. If you can guarantee me good outcomes, that's all I really care about. Yeah. I love so, that. Let's start putting that into the hair industry too a little bit. Literally. So then shifting a little bit, do we want to talk about a little more about the marketing side of things and how we're wanting to change that? Yeah. Because we've always been taught to market this or else. And that's, it's shitty to other people looking at it. And I think it's shitty to new stylists who are wanting to learn, right? Like, well, because new stylists are like probably just so confused and trying to figure out what's, what Kool-Aid's better. Right. Like, I and don't want so to many be, options. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to be bad. I don't want to be talked shit about. Yeah. So I better learn this method and stick to it. And no. It's not how it has to be. And it's marketing it wise, it's, it's, I think that is starting to shift too. Because when I first learned, I marketed, I do this because it's the best. And if you go to anybody else or if anybody else brings in work that doesn't look exactly like mine, it's not good. you're a horrible stylist and I should shame you all over the internet. No. But that's what that's what they literally teach us. Every method I've ever taken, that's what I Every taught. single method. And if you look at methods even to this day, that's still how they're teaching. Yeah. Like I saw one, it was the creator of a method who commented on someone's thing and was like, oh, but I thought this took so long. LOL, it must just be the lazy stylist who don't want to learn it. Like, 
So because someone doesn't want to pay to learn your method, they're lazy. Like you're literally going to talk bad about people right now. Like that's your marketing plan. That's horrible. I see their top educators doing it. Like it is, it's horrible. I saw one of the educators, she was live on Instagram and she was like, I just had someone come in here. They had horrible work done. I'm going to reach out to that stylist and I'm going to shame them because if that's how they're doing work, they should be shamed. And I'm like, that's how you want to approach it. You are an educator for a brand and a method. And rather than saying like, hey, I think I could help you. Like, like you could sell some things different. That, yes, that I think could give you better results. Like, let's talk about it. Your first initial response is, oh, well, they don't pay me to take my method. So I'm going to shame the shit out of them all over the internet. Like, oh, please let me sign up and take your method. That sounds amazing. Oh my gosh. I hate it. That's so I hate crazy. it for everyone. Like, oh, yeah. But... That's why we're, we're slowly but surely trying to make a shift. Yeah. I mean, we like, we are making a shift. Mm-hmm. 1000%. And we've talked about how in our marketing moving forward, we don't need to compare what we do to anybody else to make it great. No. Yeah. I know. We definitely it's don't. Hard, but you can talk about how great you are without talking about how you're greater than someone but, else. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Everyone has their own journey. And Everyone has their own place. And, and we've if, all been there. We've all, if I could show you pictures of my work when I first started, like. Oh my gosh, I just found some of mine. I terrifying. literally laugh out loud when I look at these pictures. Yeah. I just saw them on my camera the other day and I was like, oh my God, like I felt pain in my chest. So I was like, I was doing that. But you start, like, no one's great when you start. I mean, we really don't have a choice though. No. Like, I was actually listening to a podcast on my way here. Which I'd only lasted for like 45 minutes because I was falling asleep on the boring road. Glad that you did not. <laughs> um, but the she was actually talking about like how you have to experience failures to grow. That's to how you forward. learn your best lessons is from yeah. your biggest mistakes. Yeah. And so that, that implies with everything, but definitely like with our installs, like no, making a mistake on your placement, your beadwork, your stitching, your tension. You only learn why it doesn't work when you learn why it doesn't work. Yeah. Right? Like, you have to see why it doesn't work to learn it. Yeah. Um, I was going to piggyback off of that, and now I can't remember where I was going with it. But, yeah. That's so fitting. That's the whole hair industry in general. It's like when you first start doing anything, yeah. you have to kind of fake it till you make it and learn your way up. Yeah. And I think so many people are, like, embarrassed or scared to... Well, how can they not be? When make a mistake. If you fail or make a mistake, you well, have yeah. these big name brands with hundreds of thousands like of followers beating you down, ready to come at you with like yeah. pitchforks. Yeah, that does not help anyone's confidence at all. <laughs> no. <coughs> Excuse me. Gosh dang it! I wish I could remember what I was going to say, but yeah. So here we are. Well, that was great, and that's so. Again, we oh, let's I guess keep like rolling with our class. Like obviously this is our first one. We're excited about it tomorrow, but yes. now we're starting to hear from host salons and we're yes. going to take this a little bigger. 1000%. So that's really exciting. So in the future, if you miss this one, we have some more coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a salon uh, owner and you want Tiffany and I to come host a class, reach out to us at beyond extension education on Instagram, or you can email us at beyond extension education.com at gmail.com. At gmail. Oh shit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. 
So we're really excited. And again, this class is not method exclusive. I think that has been like the biggest confusion for people is they think that we're creating a method and teaching it. We're definitely not. And we're not. Our (laughs) whole thing is tips and tricks and how we have taken bits and pieces from everything and made it work for us. So like we do show you our beadwork, but we're not certifying you in our method. We're showing you like we've learned all these different types of beadwork and here's how we've put it together to make beading work for us. But if you are with a certain method and you want to continue with them, you absolutely still can learn from our class. 1000%. You don't like, you can continue to do the beading exactly how you want to, but we teach you our stitching, our lock stitch, how to color extensions, the pricing formula, like behind the scenes business. So it's, it's basically like a live shadow day. Yeah. With the behind the scenes, like I said, of pricing and marketing and business and everything. Let me make sure that I didn't just like turn everything off. Okay, cool. Sorry, dad. You're going to have to wait. I bet I can almost guarantee you he's going to try and call me again in 40 seconds. (laughs) Um, But yes, not a method exclusive class at all. Oh my God. I told you. Tim, give me one minute. We are simply just showing and teaching you our tips and tricks that have helped Tiffany and I grow our business to an extension exclusive and be successful and take what works. For yeah. You. Yeah. I mean, if nothing works for you, I mean, I hope something does. I hope you take something back, but if nothing does, then nothing does. Right. But, but we're not teaching you. Yeah. Do this or else. No, we're teaching you. Here's what we do. Hope it works for you. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Yes. Yes. So add it to that toolbox or don't. Or don't. Up to you. You don't have to. You can do whatever you want with your business and we are here to support it. I just hope you are successful and happy. That's all we care about. And at the end of the day, you know what? They will take something away because they at least have a community of stylists that they can at least reach out to for any questions, any support. Or at the end of the day, we can like each other's pictures on Instagram, right? Like I love that. You go girl or boy or whoever, like you, you go. I love that. Love you and support you. Cool. Cool. All right. I feel good. Okay, until next time, we're going to go have some dinner. See you.